Welcome back to Unwatchable, you guys. My name is Chloe Rodriguez. I am your host. And welcome to the Unwatchable Christmas special. I am so excited. Whatever you guys are celebrating this year, uh, I hope it's, it's going well for you. I hope that you're able to find some holiday cheer despite everything that's going on in the world right now. Um, and per usual here on Unwatchable, I wanted to dedicate our Christmas episode to the most watchable and most unwatchable made for TV or made for Netflix, uh, any original holiday movie that I could find that came out this year, I wanted to go over it. And who better to go over it with than my guest today, Miss Shayla Bark. Say hi to everyone, Shayla. Hi. <laughs> uh, Shayla is an actress we met at CSUN when she was getting her bachelor's. Um, and now you're getting your master's in London, aren't you? Yes, I am. Quite far from California. <laughs> That's so exciting. What made you decide to go out to London for your degree? Um, I actually I think that the job outlook is a little better over there for me. Uh, they don't care so much about looks like they did in California. They kind of just care about the talent and that is what I'm there for, so. But also, a side note, Shayla is, like, extremely beautiful, so, like, you know. Oh, shut your mouth. You don't have to worry. <laughs> You're acting as if, like, and I was never going to get any parts in California. <laughs> you could make it, girl. <laughs> it do be a struggle over there, though. It's hard. Well, I get what you're saying, especially because, um, I mean, you like to focus on, on theater, it seems. And I do. London I really do. amazing for theater. Yeah, yeah. California. I love California, and I will probably be back. Um, the film and the TV, it's just, it's wonderful over there, but I needed a little bit of a break. I needed to try something else, so I love it, and then, yeah, we'll see how it goes. And you're doing it. You're making it. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a thing. <laughs> uh, well, Shayla is here to uh, talk all about these movies with me. I gave her a list uh, <laughs> Some good, some bad. Uh, some of them we disagree on. Some of them we universally decided whether or not they were watchable or unwatchable. <laughs> um, so this is going to be exciting. Before we start, I did want to ask you uh, if you have any fun holiday traditions that you do. Um. Well... I actually don't because I actually I really am quite a, like a Scrooge when it comes to Christmas. So like when you <laughs> asked me to do the Christmas episode, I was like, oh lord, I was like, what what's Christmas? I completely haven't celebrated really in like years because I've traveled so much and I go other places for holidays. But this was probably the first year in a really long time that I actually got into like the Christmas spirit because of all the movies. And uh, I'm in A Christmas Carol right now, so I've had really no choice but to jump <laughs> into it. Um, but no, we don't really have traditions. We, yeah, no, we just kind of come in, come to the house, say, hey, what's up? Merry <laughs> Christmas. Open your one present and you're good to go. It should be noted that Shayla is sitting here in a, a nightcap and a full <laughs> gown 
a la Ebenezer Scrooge. A la Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> she really, she got into the part. Yeah. The fact I wasn't cast as him for the show, I was quite upset. I was like, you she guys are missing me, out. She told me beforehand, she was like, I've hired three ghosts to interrupt the podcast. I said, that's all right. Can, that's fine. That's fine. We don't need that. We yeah. We don't enough content. <laughs> I, it's funny because my family is kind of similar. Okay, in my opinion, because I am someone who, I want to make a big deal about, like, everything. Yes. My family, my family is, like, very chill. Like, they're way more chill than I am, like, every single one of them. So every year they're like, no, I don't know, we'll, like, figure it out. Maybe we'll, like, make some food. And then, like, we each get, like, one present. We just pull yeah. names. And I'm like, guys, like, we need to have, like, what if we all bake pies? Like, what if we decorated the house and, like, snowflakes everywhere? Like, you know, I, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I want to be that mom that, like, oh. decorates the outside of their house for, like, every holiday. And you're like, oh, like, the li- lights are blinding. Like, there's so many. <laughs> yeah, I actually, now I think this year, this was the first year where I was kind of like that. And I was like, yes, I'm going to do it. And I got some lights for my room. And I was like, that's Ooh. it but fancy. <laughs> hey, we could all use a little bit of cheering up right now, you know? Exactly. Oh my God. Yeah. Corona. I needed, you know, the Christmas light and stuff. <laughs> but I think that's why I got a little emotional on some of these movies that maybe you didn't because I was just feeling myself. <laughs> all the Christmas feels. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, with that being said, why don't we jump into the first movie on our list? Um, like I said before, these are all movies that came out this year, specifically written to come out during the holiday season. Um, we have one Lifetime original, we have one Hulu original, and then we have uh, three Netflix originals. And why don't we start off with the Hulu original? I'm talking about Happiest Season. It was directed by Clea Duval. And this came out specifically for Hulu. A young woman with a plan to propose to her girlfriend while at her family's annual holiday party discovers that her partner has not yet come out to her conservative parents. Um, So this is a Christmas LGBTQ rom-com, which I love that idea because I haven't seen it before. Um, So I feel like this was definitely something that like there was a market for it and it was untapped as far as i know mm-hmm. um so overall what were your thir- your first uh thoughts when you watched this shayla um i actually well first of all i didn't even know that it was clea duvall i should have you know i don't know read the credits but uh <laughs> that's amazing i love her we love her we stan hard um <laughs> when i first watched it i i actually just really enjoyed it i thought it was a good overall film I thought um, the acting was good. I mean, I don't know, though. I I have mixed feelings still about how it ended. What about you? I do. Okay, so let's get into that. Um, If you guys have not seen this movie yet, uh, we will... I will link in the description if there is any time codes where we're we're spoiling Mm. something so that you can skip that little time frame. Uh, I will let you know before we get into it. Um, But for right now, I'll I'll just start with some generalities. I did like the acting in this movie. We had um, Mackenzie Davis, Kristen Stewart. uh, Dan Levy. Yes, Dan Levy was great. Um, So we had like, this is a movie that was like actually like, 
you know, a solid cast. There was a lot of people coming in and out where you're like, oh, that's that person. Mm -hmm. So now let's get into to the plot a little bit and I'll let you guys know uh, if there's any spoilers. But um, my biggest issue with this movie was, uh, was the actual like character uh, Harper that um, Mackenzie Davis played. Yeah. Because uh, so she's the she's the woman who has not come out to her parents yet. Uh, we're, we're meeting her family like we're back in her hometown. Kristen Stewart is kind of like a fly on the wall for all like seeing how she interacts with her family and like all of these people from her past and stuff like that, um, which was interesting. But her character was like her character almost got to the point of being like too unlikable. Yeah. For me. I agree. Yeah, I just thought, I was like, I didn't even want her to get with Kristen at the end. Like, I was just like, Kristen, go be with Aubrey Plaza. Like, That's what I wanted. You know, like, I feel like they would have been way better. I just, I thought it was a great overall movie. And like, yes, I don't know. I was just frustrated. I understand the whole concept of like, kind of being afraid to come out to your family and feeling like you can't 100% be yourself. And that was not like, that wasn't the part that I couldn't get on board with. And I do like that there's a scene later in the movie where like Dan Levy is kind of explaining that mm -hmm. to Kristen Stewart and being like, you have to think about like how hard this is for her. Like yeah. he's kind of, he's kind of vouching for her to like the audience essentially. Um, the thing that I did not like though was that even the parts where she's like supposed to be hiding her from her family, like, can she not tell like her friends? Cause like, they're, just, oh, they she seemed like out. such a dick. <laughs> she did. Cause they go out with her friends and like Kristen Stewart's, I, I'm just going to call them by their actor name. I am too. Yeah. I can't help it. It's <laughs> like, honestly, like she's obviously uncomfortable. Like she wants to leave. And Mackenzie Davis is just like, okay, well I'm going to stay. And basically just like, she just leaves her alone a lot. Yeah. Uh, whereas, like, I feel like even if she was truly just a friend and, like, not my girlfriend, even if I was, like, bringing a friend to, like, a place where they didn't know anyone, I would be, like, glued to them because I would not want them to feel, like, out of place and weird. And there's yeah. this little scene where she's, like, out until, like, two in the morning or something with, like, her, with her ex-boyfriend. Yeah, and her ex-boyfriend. And that, I'm, like... That, I was like, there was no reason for that. Like, no. they had nothing to do with, like, the secret that she was hiding at all. Yeah. I felt like it was very strange. Like, they didn't set up um, a big relationship kind of in the beginning anyway. They kind of just were like, here we are. Here are the two characters. We're going to go to the house for Christmas or whatever. Yeah. They didn't really set up the, uh, like, an established, a happy relationship right off the bat. So you're kind of just already, like... Eh, you're not really yeah. attached to them. And then the whole time I was like, she's kind of just treating her like trash, just making her go by herself, leave her alone. And I understand that her family was not the best and the most supportive at all whatsoever. I do mm -hmm. understand that. But like you, I would probably stick with the friend that I brought, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and put a little more effort into it. Yeah, it got to a point where it was hard for me to like root for that character. Yeah, I did not root at the end. And then, like, so when the ending happened, I was just like, eh. Yeah. Okay. 
there are some things that I like, I really enjoyed. I really liked um, Aubrey Plaza's character a lot. Mm -hmm. I thought like that was great casting. Um, I loved, um, I loved the family dynamic. I thought that like- Jane, the, the, the sister Jane. Yeah. Oh, just the whole cast was really good. Very well cast, I think. So like it had great elements of that, but yeah. I just struggled to connect. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. I did like watching the family of like, I, I think this can happen sometimes in a family where you're like, you all choose your roles or like, mm -hmm. choose like assigned roles where it's like, that's kind of how it was in the family. They're like, the uh, Harper is like the impressive one. She's very well yeah. educated. And this is the family one. And she has like beautiful children and a beautiful marriage. And then oh, she's yeah. the weird one and like, whatever, but she's great at fixing things. <laughs> um, and, and I liked that because I feel like sometimes, uh, I feel like that it definitely happens. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it showed kind of a disconnect in the family because sometimes like, you know, there's these family members that you have where you don't know them that well, or maybe you guys haven't like taken the time to really get to know each other as like friends. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, that's Aunt Susie. And all I know about her is that she likes rabbits. So. <laughs> I'm going to get her something with rabbits on it for every Christmas and every birthday. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I do think overall I would recommend Happiest Season. I will give it a watchable rating. I'd um, give it a watchable rating for sure. I definitely think um, if you're looking for a movie that's like, funny and easy to watch but it's not like a lifetime like cheesy christmas movie yeah i think that you would really enjoy this mm -hmm. I, it's a pretty appropriate movie i would say like oh yeah all around yeah pretty i feel like you could definitely watch it with your family there's not like any overt like crazy sex scenes or anything like that no it was really tame mm -hmm. how many uh let's see how many uh candy canes out of five would you Ooh. give this one Shayla? Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I would give it, you know, I'd give it a four out of five. Ooh. You know, great. I'll give it, you know, spread the cheer. <laughs> All right. I like that. I like that. Guys, you should watch Happiest Season if you have Hulu or you have access to a Hulu account. Yes. Uh, definitely check it out. Let's move on to... <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yeah, brace yourself, brace yourself. Uh, for the next movie, because of course, Buckle up. in traditional Christmas fashion, we had to go with a classic Lifetime mm. Christmas movie, and we chose, <laughs> I chose this one purely based off of title, and the fact that Mario Lopez is in it, we're talking about the aptly named... Felice Navi Dad. Let's just slow clap that out. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yes. Do you see what they did there, you guys? Because it's about a dad. So it's Felice It's about a dad, you know? Dad. Um you can also watch this on Hulu. That's how I found it. Although it is a, a, a lifetime movie. Uh it is available on Hulu. But Here's a fun fact that I did not know until just this moment. Guess who is the director of Feliz Navidad? Was it Mario Lopez? It was not. <laughs> but it was another, oh, another no. uh, nostalgic actress from our childhoods 
Oh, was was it Melissa Joan Hart? <laughs> yes, because <laughs> you know, she was in it. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Bro, I don't know if this is her directorial de debut. No, it's not. She's all up in Lifetime, man. She is all up in there. <laughs> this was directed by the incomparable uh, Melissa Joan Hart. You either know her as Clarissa from Clarissa Explains It All, or oh, Sabrina yeah. from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Uh, <laughs> the synopsis of Felice Navidad is. Oh. A single father finds romance with a musician when his daughter and sister play matchmakers during the holidays. Uh, that is a super generic uh, synopsis, and it's a pretty generic movie. <laughs> <laughs> also, Shayla, guess what percentage this movie has on Rotten Tomatoes? It's actually uh, no. Please tell me it's not above five percent. It has an eighty percent. <laughs> oh my god. Who's watching this? Okay, so the reason that Shayla and I are so shocked about this rating is I think Because it was horrendous? On this list, I think Felice Navi Dad was probably the most unwatchable to me. Oh, absolutely. Because it was bad, but it wasn't even bad in the way that like I could watch it and make fun of it. It was yeah. just boring. Yeah, I got up at least 10 different times to get snacks because I was like, I can't even <laughs> focus. And what I find funny about the two that I found my least favorite uh, that we've watched, um, they were both produced by the main stars. I find that kind of funny. Like, they just were like... I will produce this bad film. <laughs> I will do this. I got to boost my IMDb. I have, yeah, I have to do this. It's like, no, Mario, you didn't need to do this. Basically, this movie is nonsensical uh, in the sense that it's about a, a single father. His wife recently passed, and he is a high school principal, but he also delivers packages to help he claims uh, he delivers packages during the holidays because he's trying to save for his daughter's uh, college fund. And there's a lot of dialogue in this movie about how they're poor, but their house is Was so big. Beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. And like they're constantly talking about how, like, I don't know if we're going to make it this year. And they're in like a fucking mansion for yeah. people. Oh, God. I couldn't with the acting, man. I, I was, who I did and struggle. He has a, Mario Lopez obviously plays a single father. He has a sister who lives with him. Uh, but the sister and him, like, oddly have, like, what seemed like sexual chemistry. In the okay, thank you. Yes, I agree. I was like, what is happening? I, I was so confused. I was like, oh, is this the musician that he's dating? And then he was like, hey, sister. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I, yeah, I was very confused for the first five minutes. I was like, wait, I thought his wife died. <laughs> yeah. She's in there. She, I was she's, like, she's in the kitchen. She's putting poinsettias out. Like, I this bitch is that how you say points? Like, because when that character said poinsettia, I thought he was just kidding. Is that actually how you say it? I say poinsettia. It might be poinsettia. Oh. It's either poinsettia, which sounds wrong. I don't know. I've never said it before. I thought it was poinsettia. Poinsettia? I don't know. 
Well, that's what we're officially calling it. Yeah. <laughs> this movie um, did teach me something. There's also a subplot where his daughter is in a bell choir. Oh. And they also, like, they want, they, like, dream of becoming an acapella group. It was, um, like, a weird, pitch-perfect, weird thing. Oh, my God, I couldn't. It was. And they start singing, and they sound, like, perfectly, like, Everything like, was so auto-tuned. Everything was like every time they opened their mouth to sing, you could tell it was just like so lip-synced and so oddly like it was just so strange the way it sounded. I was like, I hate every second of this. Yeah, it was, that was very weird. And then also like we need to talk about the romance between him and uh, the main and the the blonde chick because I tell you what if I went on a first date like that with her I would never talk to her I found her so irritating and this, not likable this bitch was <laughs> full heels and makeup and like an extravagant outfit to eat breakfast with her own father what I found strange is did you notice like in the film like it looked like her face was literally photoshopped during the whole say, movie. They, like, filmed her with, I swear to God, you, so you can, obviously, like, you can put filters on a camera. Yeah, it's, like, it looked like there was a constant swear. filter. Yeah, I swear to God, because she was, like, glowing, but in, yeah. like, a, a, a Photoshop way. way. Like, it was insane. Yeah, like, they facetuned her, like, <laughs> as they were shooting yeah. the movie. It was so strange. I couldn't, I couldn't look away. I was like, why does it look like that? It was so weird. And I'm sure she's a very beautiful person that didn't need that at all. Oh, yeah, of course. But, like, the, the craziest part to me was, so the story is, essentially, that he's, he's falling in love with this woman as he delivers packages to her. <laughs> and he is, like, I'm not saying Mario Lopez doesn't look good, because he clearly does. But he is, like, what, in his 50s or something? And is this he? girl Probably. was, like, this girl was, like, in her early 30s, of course. Uh, mm -hmm. And the only character trait that they gave her was that she tripped on things, which is typical for a nondescript rom-com. They had that funny little scene where she's like, let me help you with that. And she like trips on like a rabbit statue in her yard. And, like, and it was so weird because they didn't even like do anything with that bit. <laughs> yes. It, it was, was just, just over. Relatable, you know? Yeah, and it didn't make her relatable whatsoever. I was like, I, I can't with this. <laughs> I think, uh, oh, also, the worst part of the movie, in my opinion, is that at the end, they sing Feliz Navidad <sighs> for about 10 minutes. It was so cringy because it never ended. I thought the song, like, every time the song was about to end, I was like, oh, thank God. And then, like, a new <laughs> started, like, oh, no! I just turned it off. Like It was a constant. It was, oh, my God, I couldn't, I couldn't take it. Because it was like, okay, the now the choir starts singing Feliz Navidad. Oh, now the daughter gets to sing it. Oh, now Mario Lopez is on stage, and he's singing it with his romantic so... intro. And then, like, the whole cast has to sing it. It was, it was so cringy. I, ah, oh, my goodness. It was bad. And, like, that daughter was so excited about every, every scene she was in. She was so excited. Oh, yeah. Like, Bro, calm down, girl. You got to calm down. My favorite part. So there's a, this is a very weird uh, plot point to me. <laughs> so, obviously, like, his wife has died. His daughter's mother 
And something that I pointed out to my friends uh, while we were watching this is that, okay, so, so the, his love interest has also lost her mother. So it's like, oh, oh my yeah. God, see, like they're connected. People died. And so <laughs> every time they bring up the fact that this person has died, like throughout the movie, this like tragic, like beautiful music starts to play in the background. And it becomes a story where they're like, and your mother, she used to set out the wreaths every December 1st. I remember when I first met her and they have like, they'll have like this huge story of like, and the first time I saw your mother, she was eating mint chip ice cream and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the ice cream shop was so weird. But coming from someone who has like lost a parent, when you lose someone close to you, like, you don't stop until like five minute long like stories. stories usually. Like you'll just be like, oh, remember how like dad used to love mint chip ice cream? Ha ha, he ate it so much. And like, that's it. You don't go into like a long, like you don't stop in the middle of an ice cream shop to like talk to everyone and be like, and on that Tuesday in the rain, when I saw them eating mint chip ice cream. A full I monologue. Knew. Yeah, it was, <laughs> they did that at least 10 times throughout yeah. the <laughs> They were really pushing. I also noticed he said Miha after literally every single sentence whenever he referred to her. I was like, I get it. <laughs> it felt like every single time he had to talk to his daughter, he had to end the sentence like that. And I was like... I, we get it. You need to remember, though, that Lifetime only produces movies where everyone is either white, white, or yeah, black, or everyone is Hispanic. So you have yes. to know which one you're watching. You don't want to get confused. That's why I felt like it was so strange. It was like he was pushing it so hard. I was like, <laughs> I don't. I haven't watched the Lifetime movie in a long time, but I was like, what's going on? Oh my god! And his friend had like that. I don't know this actor, so I don't know if this is, like, real, but he had that, like, stereotypical, like, Very. that I'm not going to do, but, no. like, that, like, uh, quote-unquote, like, cholo, cholo accent. Yeah, was it was, like, like they were pushing it. They were pushing it. And I was like, all right, we get it. it. <laughs> it's on the title of the movie, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and I, I've, I have nothing else to say about that other than I was just like, I get it. I get it. It's one of those things where a lifetime is like, see, guys, like, we, look, you're celebrating. Yeah. Um, look, okay. diversity. Yeah. Like, diversity uh, in the whitest way possible. In the whitest way possible. Well done, lifetime. Um, so I give this un un unwatchable, obviously. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> How many uh, poinsettias would you give this movie? Shana? I'm giving it. I'm giving it a dead poinsettia. That thing is dead. <laughs> it's a it's a poinsettia past its peak. It's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the leaves have fallen. It's dead. <laughs> so we should move on to. I would argue is the worst but also a movie that i enjoyed watching so that's why i rated it above felice navidad um we we sat down and even though none of us have watched the first one uh shayla and i sat through the netflix original movie the princess switch 2 <laughs> which made felice navidad like felice navidad dad excuse me 
made Princess Switch look like a phenomenal movie. It really did. <laughs> I literally, because I watched Princess Switch before I watched Felice, and I literally was like, oh, we can't get worse than Princess Switch. And then I watched that one, and I was like, well, just kidding. Also, also to use its full royal name, it is the Princess Switch switched again. Oh, yes. Yeah, so sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry to mangle so that, sorry. you guys. I also noticed that Vanessa Hudgens produced this one. <laughs> yes. So they were just like, I'm doing this it was for directed, me. Directed by Michael Roll and produced by Vanessa Hudgens. When did, by the way, when did Vanessa drop the, the Anne? I always say Vanessa oh. Hudgens because that's how she used to be credited. But now it's just Vanessa Hudgens. Oh, shit. I, I didn't even think about that. I, I Wow. <laughs> I haven't thought about that. Hashtag where is Anne? Where is Anne? <laughs> what happened to Anne? <laughs> I, the last movie I saw her in was called Frozen Ground, and it was like 10 years ago, and it was with Nicolas Cage and John Cusack, and she played a prostitute. Was she <laughs> Yeah, I think she's a good actress. I, I think she's a good actress, but um, this was a bit of a struggle. I, I feel like she, she can be good when she wants to be. <laughs> I, I think that's fair, uh, because... I have not seen her in a lot of things outside of the High School Musical franchise. So yeah. while I was watching The Princess Switch 2, switched again, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is Vanessa Hudgens okay? <laughs> she, yeah. She's not the best in this. But <laughs> no, definitely not. I would say I've seen her in better things. I, I don't know if it was just like the overall cheesiness of the movie where she just kicked it up a notch or yeah. what, but I agree. So, let's, let's read the synopsis. Um, I'm going to point out to you guys, I did not watch the first uh, movie and this description may not make any sense to you if you also have not seen the first movie because it made no sense to me until I watched uh, Princess Switch 2 switched again switched again <laughs> so it says when duchess margaret that's vanessa hudgens unexpectedly inherits the throne to montanero and hits a rough patch with boyfriend kevin it's up to her double princess stacy also vanessa hudgens to get these star-crossed lovers back together um <laughs> That's really all you need to Is that it? Yeah. That's okay. all it says. Uh, <laughs> they're leaving out the fact that uh, Vanessa Hudgens plays a third character. A third character. I lost it at that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> if, you guys, uh, if you guys liked the first Princess Switched and you thought, but even though she's playing two characters, there's just not enough Vanessa Hudgens for me. Boy, are you going to love the Princess Switch 2 switched again because well <laughs> because it's all Vanessa all the time all the time <laughs> it was uh it was I'm starting to get flashbacks this is one I watched like a uh, weeks ago I think so I, I uh -huh. it's far from my mind but it's coming back it's coming back this is one of those movies where like if you so if you haven't seen the first the first like the first like 30 minutes won't make any sense to you because I was completely flummoxed. <laughs> well, they gave you they gave us a nice little intro. She was like, "Hey, I'm this chick." And in case you don't remember, I switched places with the Duchess. And I was like, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> True, but then like I 
And there's like, they introduce other characters. Like they introduce her friend who I didn't know like from the other movie was like with someone else. Like the relationships, here's the thing. If you have not seen the first movie, you will not be invested in any of the friendships in this movie. Fair enough, yeah. If, yeah. if you have, uh, you probably still won't be invested because <laughs> the conflict makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> the conflict is that like the princess is gonna become the, no, the duchess is about to become the queen and she likes a guy who lives in Chicago, but they couldn't make it work because she's a queen and he is a man from Chicago. Who's a baker or something. And then <laughs> Princess Stacy was like just some lady from Chicago, I guess, until the last movie. And now she's a princess because she married like a prince. Yeah. Uh, and it's their whole lot. conflict is that like she's too good at her job and he's jealous. <sighs> <laughs> I, I, I don't I can't even remember at this point I just remember when I watched it it was so predictable about what everything was about to happen Yeah, I was like I know what's about to happen I know what's coming here it also, comes also the princesses don't get switched until like an hour and into, some change into the yeah. movie and it's like about to end and you're like wait what the fuck like, yeah yeah uh, and then there was a double switch because the third one switched. Yeah, so the third there was a triple switch. This is not going to spoil anything because, like, I think anyone with a brain could like figure out what's going to happen. But the yeah, the third person is evil. She's like an evil <laughs> triplet, basically. Also, the explanation as to why they all look alike is that two of them are cousins, and one of them just looks like the others. <laughs> Which was absurd, because they all looked exactly the fucking same. The only way that they could tell people apart was that one of them kept wearing, like, the same jacket. Like, through every scene. And so you'd be like, oh, that's the one who wears the jacket. That's mm -hmm. that. One had blonde hair. Yeah, so the third one is, like, this, like, blonde, like, sex-crazed Vanessa Hudgens. And she's naughty, and she is trying to kidnap the Duchess, but she accidentally kidnaps, kidnaps the princess, because oh. they, the Duchess and the princess were switched. There's just a lot happening. That's what I'm saying. The whole movie was very, like, a typical, cheesy, like, you, you, you know what you're going to expect, and you're going to get, and they just, you know, they're delivering yeah. it. I hope we're explaining this movie correctly. We're not. <laughs> I, I highly, highly encourage you guys, if you want, like, a good cheesy movie to watch with your friends, or if you dabble in the art of cannabis, uh, then, then this, <laughs> might, this might be funny to watch while you're uh, inebriated. What I also found awful was, <laughs> sorry to be negative, but the <laughs> accent, I don't know if it's just because I live in England and I hear a RP accent constantly, but hers was not um, very good. I was like, what's happening? I feel like you could pay for someone to help you with this and that didn't happen. <laughs> It was very hard to um, watch. <laughs> this movie had a $10 million budget. <gasps> it did <laughs> it. It did? Oh, no. They could have set aside a, a, 
a, a coach. coach. So <laughs> get her a dialect coach. Oh my goodness, that's baffling. <laughs> it was much needed. It was so needed. And I was like, maybe I'm just, you know, I don't know because I live in England. So I hear it constantly, but I feel like, yeah, I was like, maybe it's just me, but no, yeah, maybe spring for a dialect coach. Maybe she did. I don't know. I can't judge. Accents are hard, but it was a struggle. Yeah. I can, I can only do Cockney. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. It's not that good. <laughs> it's not that good, but I'm not good. <laughs> You know what? It's okay because I'm not an actress who's playing three different parts in one movie. Yeah. Her evil, her evil character actually sounded better than her regular RP one, but I think that's just because she kind of let go and have fun. Her evil character. Her evil character. About everything. And she Oof. puts a finger in people's mouths. She's naughty. Naughty. <laughs> yeah, that was a big struggle for me. I think that... Uh, I think this movie is for people who either loved the first movie and can't wait for the second. I'd love to meet those people. Um, although I will say I do have friends who said they liked the first and they watched the second one with me and they were like, what the fuck was that? Um, what was it like to watch all of these movies with friends? I bet that was nice. <laughs> well, to be fair, by friends, I mean like my roommate. <laughs> yeah, I sat alone and was just like, hmm. <laughs> Um, how many, how many, uh, royal scepters out of five would you... Ooh, that's a good one. I'll give it a, uh, three. What? <laughs> well, I mean... Three out of five, but you gave Happiest Season four out of five? Did you like Happiest Season more? Then I mean, less. Two? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just yeah. saying, it's only one step down. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, in, in, you know, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It wasn't a Felice Navidad. It wasn't, you know, and it's just, you know, if you're just looking to sit down, have some holiday fun, it's fine, whatever. Just dispel, dispel? I don't know the word, but just have some fun and imagine and, you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> I can't give it too much shit. <laughs> You're being very nice. <laughs> I am. I'm surprisingly being nice. I, I thought I was going to shit on it more, but, you know, it's it's fun. Whatever. <laughs> I would say I'm torn because, like, this movie is clearly unwatchable as far as, like, it's not a good movie. But yeah. I personally, like, I love movies that are, like, bad in the way that you can watch it and make fun of it. And yeah that's what you're looking for then this is watchable because it's like it's so unwatchable that it's watchable agreed yeah like Felice Navidad was like I can't watch this but this this one I was like I can still watch it and have like fun like if I had some drinks or you know yeah. a friend maybe that would have been way more fun but maybe watching it by yourself is kind of lame <laughs> yeah if someone wanted to watch this again like next year I would be like all right buckle up <laughs> <laughs> buckle up yeah yeah buckle up, buttercup <laughs> yeah it's a good time um, so we have two more movies to get through. Um, and I think these are going to be on a little more of a positive note, uh, yes. in general. So let's move on to, uh, the movie that I was the most surprised by personally. Um, and that is the Netflix original 
holidays. I agree. I was pleasant, not pleasantly surprised, but I was just more surprised because mm-hmm. I don't mean to sound rude, but I'm not the biggest Emma Roberts person. Mm-hmm. I never have been. I, I don't know why. I just have like an inner vendetta <laughs> against her. I don't know what it is. She's, I've met her a couple times, always been so nice, and I just don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, Ugh. Hotel for dogs just really... It <laughs> really got me, man. <laughs> I, I think it's just because she's actually successful and makes money, and I'm just bitter. <laughs> I, I can kind of relate to that, because I neither love nor hate Emma Roberts. I'm completely... Oh, yeah. Hate is a very strong word. I definitely do not hate her, but yeah. I just am not going to sit down and watch any of her movies. So I, when you told me we were watching this one, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> but I actually was pleasantly surprised because I do think she is a good actress. Like, mm-hmm. I think she is really good, and she made it um, that character quite relatable mm-hmm. to me anyway. Um, I thought it was cute. I thought it was just like one of those, yeah, we could sit down and watch and just have a good time. Like, I didn't feel... It was cheesy. I didn't think it was predictable. I mean, it kind of yeah. is predictable, but <laughs> overall, it was like a good. Rom coms are predictable, you know. Exactly. Yeah, it was kind of yeah, just like that. So I, I, I didn't find anything wrong with it. The only thing I really found wrong was that you can't tell me that these two extremely attractive people didn't bang that first night at the New Year's party. Oh, that, true. Well, that wouldn't happen. Well, you, <laughs> come on. Well, let's get into the synopsis, and then... They I wouldn't have waited that long. I have thoughts. So, uh, this was directed by John Whitesell, um, and the synopsis is, fed up with being single on the holidays, uh, two strangers agree to be each other's platonic plus ones all year long, only to catch real feelings along the way. Uh, sure. So... Really, it's all there in the synopsis. I don't think we're going to spoil anything for you. Your <laughs> cat in the background was like... <laughs> He's trying to dig into a bag. I'm moving that. You're going to make too much noise. Is he wearing a bow tie? Yeah, for Christmas. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> um, so, I was actually very surprised. I thought that this was going to be another... Um, Another, like, cheesy Netflix original Christmas Mm -hmm. movie. Like, um, I don't know. I thought it was going to give me, like, Lifetime vibes a little bit. Um, And it did not. It was actually, like, pretty funny. Um, And it wasn't, like, actually that Christmassy. Yeah, it was very much all holidays, which was kind of nice. So you're you're saying that they definitely would have slept together sooner. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, they were like, they're insanely attractive. And it's like, come on, y'all had drinks and it's New Year's. I know what you all gonna do. Yeah. I, um... <laughs> Maybe I just don't have any <laughs> willpower. <laughs> well, he was a very handsome actor. So. He was hot damn in an accent. Come on. Oh, yeah. Australian. That was Austra- not Australian. That was not Australian. Australian, mate. <laughs> I can't do Australian. That's, oh that's too tough. All I can say with an Australian accent is like, Ig. Good day. I, I can, can say egg. Ig. Ig. An Ig. Ig. Oh, God. 
<laughs> Guys, we're teaching you how to do dialects in this episode. Vanessa, call us. <laughs> yeah, we can help you. We'll we can help you. For the third one. <laughs> what do you think they're going to do for the third princess switch? Is there going to be like five of them? <laughs> oh, they're going to have her babies. You know they're going to have gonna babies. They're going to go full Eddie Murphy. And <laughs> play every every character. <laughs> She's going to play the grandparents, the grandkids. She's going to play them all. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, well, back to the holiday. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just still focused on... <laughs> yeah. Vanessa. Um, okay, so the holiday was surprisingly funny and I also liked that it was very dirty it wasn't like anything could happen during the holidays like Mm -hmm. it was just like oh our lives suck and we want to have like some company so like I also appreciate um the scene where she shit herself Um, oh yeah (laughs) I do enjoy a good you know shit scene and it made me feel better (laughs) not that I've ever done that knock on wood but not that not that I yeah no so, yeah, it was a friend. <laughs> <laughs> just good to know that other people uh, who were not me have had that. But I, <laughs> I just thought it was if, not funny, but like, I don't know, just more human. And I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, the only, um, what I found anticlimactic, though, about it was kind of like after that scene, it all kind of seemed anticlimactic. Like they slept together and I was just like, wasn't as grand as I thought it would be. And apparently neither did they. Um, <laughs> and then kind of at the end, she, like, yells for him at the the mall, which is cute because that's where they first met. But it was still kind of anticlimactic for me. Yeah. There were a lot of mall scenes in this movie, which yes. confused me because uh, <laughs> no one ever goes to the mall anymore, ever. Um, <laughs> not even because of COVID, but just because of Amazon. <laughs> yeah. In England, malls are a, a big thing still. So, uh, like, that, to me, looked like a mall we have in England where it's constantly packed mm-hmm. to the brim. Um, uh, but, yeah, there were a lot of mall scenes, and I definitely don't run into anyone I know in them. <laughs> I think I used to run into people that I knew at the mall in, like, high school. High school, so yeah. people went to the mall. Exactly. <laughs> I was in the, that was, like, early-ish 2000s. <laughs> and I was always traumatized if I saw someone. Yeah, I always hid, oh my god, I'm a very friendly person, but for some reason, like, if I run into someone outside of where I know them from, and I'm, like, not expecting to, I will hide. I, oh yeah, I become traumatized, and I'm like, I have to go, I can't be here, you don't know me. <laughs> I don't want to make small talk. I hate it. I can't stand it. <laughs> you have to be like, so, you're yeah. all at the mall. <laughs> wow. Shocking. Getting, getting some Pink Fairy, I see. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. I haven't had that in forever. Mm. Oh, my God. Do you, like, remember the days of, like, junior high and high school when you would go to the mall with your friends and you would go to, like, the Carl's Jr. or, like, the Taco Bell in the food court and you'd, like, each have like two dollars and you'd buy like dollar menu items and just like see this is where you're getting me wrong this is where you get me wrong you think i had friends in high school (laughs) it was more just me by myself going but yeah i do remember (laughs) oh my god see we're getting deep into our uh psychological (laughs) now we should get back yeah (laughs) um something that i enjoyed a lot about the movie is that because uh, you're basically going over the course of a year of them going through every holiday together, 
you really do get to like understand the chemistry between them and like mm-hmm. it feels like there is a friendship uh yeah. built on each other whereas i feel like a, a downfall of a lot of rom-coms for me is that they get so invested and you're like these bitches have known each other for a week like yeah. <laughs> they've like yeah. barely even talked about anything other than like their feelings about each other that's kind of how i felt about felice navidad it was like literally like two weeks i was yeah. like what? <laughs> yeah, they were dating for, they went on like one date and then he's yeah. like suddenly like she's meeting his kid and stuff. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in this, like, I feel like you really got to, like, I felt like they had good chemistry. I feel like it was cool because like you saw them interact, like they were like a part of each other's lives because they're mm-hmm. going to each other's holiday shit and stuff like that. So like they're actual friends. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's something that I miss from a lot of romantic movies is that i'm like these bitches like don't even have fun together like yeah what are you talking about why do they want to be together (laughs) yeah that's kind of how i felt about happiest season was like we didn't really see any of the happy the build-up or anything it was just like that's where we are and this is the holiday that we're spending together and this is it yeah true that's very true i I want to see some highs and lows (laughs) yeah i think i actually liked the holiday better than happiest season because of oh i did too yeah yeah Mm -hmm. agreed i also just thought it was a little funnier um Mm -hmm. because i think it was like a little riskier i'm a sucker for like dirty humor so i liked that it had like a lot of jokes and shit um it felt more relatable a little bit and i like that Kristen chenoweth was in this oh god (laughs) i I forgot about that i was sad though because it's like it's such a typical Kristen kind of character to play to put her as you know but of course she like killed it so there's no complaints there i wonder if this is like the musical theater uh nerd in me being like it's glinda but i love me some Kristen chenoweth in a movie oh i love her and everything that's the (laughs) thing is like you can put her as whatever and i'm like yep love you yeah she's funny and i like that her character like has a point for the plot of the movie she's not just like i mean without spoiling everything like oh yeah she definitely did yeah her character's not I mean, she's very funny, but she's not, like, just there as a joke. Like, mm-hmm. there is a, a point to her being there, and I, I really do enjoy that a lot. Yeah. I think James Cameron's wife was Emma Roberts' mom. Really? I'm pretty show. Hold on. Who is this woman? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweat it goes. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Thank I lied. That was such a lie. That was such a lie. Don't wow. you put that in there. I am an idiot. I'm playing it ten times on a loop. People gotta know you don't know shit about James Cameron. What am I thinking of? You Was think she you just... know them, but you don't. Why did I say that? <laughs> well, Frances Fisher, like... Frances Fisher is her mom, and I think she does a really good job. Where is Frances Fisher from? What is she? She's in Titanic. That's what I'm thinking. Is she like the mom in She's Titanic? Kate Winslet's mom. Is Titanic? Oh, shit. <laughs> and James Cameron's wife was in Titanic as well. Oh, okay. So that's <sighs> okay. Okay, so whatever. you're not a complete idiot. Not completely stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it all connected somehow. We got there. The only, <laughs> the only thing that really bothered me about Holiday, and I know that they had to do it, was that like they were dates for each other to holidays that like don't necessitate a date. Like, like St. Patrick's Day? 
Yeah, like on St. Pat, I, I made this point, if you guys watched the commentary on my uh, unwatchable Instagram, uh, at unwatchable with Chloe Rodriguez, there's the plug, uh, then you'll know that, yeah, they bring each other as dates for like St. Patrick's Day and Cinco de Mayo, but I feel like those are hookup dates, so like you wouldn't want to bring someone with you? Yeah, that's the point of St. Patrick's Day, well, at least when I was in college, was to go <laughs> party and then find someone at the party. That's what I was thinking. Also... <laughs> Also, he shows up at her mom's, they have Mother's Day brunch with her yeah, mom. Yeah, that's so bad. weird. And I'm like, first off, I've never brought a boyfriend to my mom's Mother's Day brunch. No. And you would think that her other children would probably be there. <laughs> you would think. Like, why is no one there for her mom? <laughs> she was sassy. She was sassy, keeping it classy, but very sassy. <laughs> very sassy. <laughs> um, altogether, I I think we're going to differ on this because I know that your favorite one was the next one we're about to talk about. Uh, Holiday was surprisingly my favorite, I would say. Uh, completely uh, a shock to me. I thought I was going to absolutely hate it. I oh, I thought I was going to hate it. I put it on the list specifically because i thought it was going to be stupid uh mm -hmm. but it, it surprised me so i definitely think that the holiday was watchable yes um how many because the, there was a, a nice little uh shitting your pants moment. yeah how many christmas cookies with laxative chocolate chips <laughs> which <you> <laughs> <mean>? <laughs> I would say actually like a 4.5 out of 5. Oh, nice. Because I really did surprisingly like it. I just, the, the anticlimaticness of it took away that last 0.5. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Moving on to probably the most talked about movie uh, on the list. Aside, I feel like Happiest Season was talked about a lot when it first came out. But now I think this movie is really uh, taking the spotlight. And that is the Netflix original movie, Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey. This was directed by David E. Talbert, and the synopsis is, Decades after his apprentice betrays him, a once joyful toy maker finds new hope when his bright young granddaughter appears on his doorstep. You and I uh, differ the most on our opinion of this movie, but I would like to give you the floor to talk about what you felt about it. Look, I don't know if it's because I'm single or if it's just because I haven't celebrated Christmas in years or what happened here, but this movie made me emotional. And I, I thought it was, first of all, just so beautiful to see like this all-black cast and such a wonderful cast, like Felicia R Rashad and uh, Forrest Whitaker and um, uh, what's uh, Key? Oh, Key Michael Key? Yeah, and oh my god, those little children were just phenomenal. I just thought the acting was brilliant. I thought just the cast, uh, I just thought everything was beautiful. The The musical numbers were amazing, and I loved the choreography of, of each number was so unique and so um, different than what I had expected it might be. It was just really nice to see some freaking diversity and mm -hmm. um, just a really powerhouse kind of movie. I It really surprised me because I'm really not one for cheesy or 
Christmassy or musical things, but I loved every second of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just really refreshing, I would say, the movie was for me. Just refreshing in, in every sense, so. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with you on the fact that, like, this was not this was not a movie that I didn't like. Like, it was very well made. I thought it was like beautifully shot. Uh, I liked that they used like different mediums. So they had mm -hmm. like kind of like animated like little wood figurines for like some yeah. of the narration. Um, I thought that yeah, the cast was really great. Um, this was obviously like a big budget extravaganza mm -hmm. type of movie. Um, and I, I did think it was very like beautiful. It sounded great. Um, my, the reason that I personally didn't enjoy it as much is just because um, I just don't think that I'm the target audience for it, which is not yeah. a critique of the film in any way. Yeah. Um, so basically like the reason I wasn't as invested has nothing to do with like the quality of the movie at all. I just think like, you know, I I don't have kids. I wasn't watching it with like kids. I wasn't watching it with my family. Yeah. And I am not someone who enjoys like particularly uh emotional like Yeah, I'm not either. I think that's what threw me is I, I don't know. I had just landed in Iowa. I think I was twelve hours of like jet lag. I was very <laughs> emotional. But yeah, I'm not usually one for that either, so I was very surprised that it mm -hmm. got me. Um, well, I can see how it would. I think, you know, it, there's a very, like, timeless story to it. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not, like, the most unpredictable film, but I don't think it's supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be kind of, like, a classic story of, like, you know, betrayal and, like, misunderstanding and, like, heartbreak. But then at the end, like, there's Christmas magic to it, you know? It did seem so much more heartbreaking than I thought it was going to be. Like, the whole thing was much deeper and more, mm -hmm. like, adult problems than I thought it was going to be. And I was like, oh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's rough. <laughs> my, my biggest critique of the movie, and I think people are going to come for me on this, and I don't give a shit, is that nah. um, I didn't enjoy the music. I think there were some lyrics that were a little bit too cheesy. Uh, I think every song, I don't know if it's just because like of when I was like, I don't know if it was just in my head or if I'm correct, but it felt like almost every musical number lasted for like 10 to 20 minutes. Like in my mind, every musical number, I was like, this has been going on for my entire life. <laughs> they were long songs. They were long songs. I'll say and, that. And as a result, the movie is like... Two, it was quite long. Two solid hours, maybe more than two hours long. Which I thought is strange because for kids, they need less... Usually yeah. it's like a good hour and a half and those kids are like, their minds... I'm out of here. Yeah, wanders. <laughs> so I thought that was strange. So I was like, who is this for? Is this for adults or kids? I was, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I would go back and listen to the soundtrack or anything and I'm a sucker for musicals if you guys mm -hmm. have listened to Unwatchable for a long time know I love a good musical uh so I was just disappointed I think the I think the only really really good musical was the the villains uh oh yeah that was fun Keegan-Michael Key sang uh 
which I hadn't really researched anything about the movie beforehand, so I didn't know he I was hadn't either. When he came <laughs> on screen, I was like, oh, shit. No, oh, shit. <laughs> he's a part of this in a big way. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't heard anything about it. I don't know if it's just because England, we have other shit going on, but I hadn't heard much or anything about it. And so it was a surprise to me to see all those people in it. And uh, yeah, and, and the whole thing was pretty much just a surprise. So I think that was kind of nice. Yeah. Um, I love the end though. I, I love I, I love a good ending that just wraps shit up for me, and is touching and emotional. And it and it was so nice to see Felicia was journey the whole time. I was like, <laughs> oh, of course she is. I knew that she was gonna have a big purpose. Yeah, I just it was a little predictable. I think I liked it for some reason. I I don't know why, but that's I okay. I mean, I'm. My critique is not like due to the quality of the film. It's pers yeah. like it's it's not a Felice Navi dad <laughs> where I'm like this is undeniably bad. I think this is an undeniably good movie that I yeah. just don't particularly like. It wasn't like my kind of film, mm -hmm. but I I understand why a lot of people loved it, and I think if you guys are looking for a really good Christmas movie that's like well done that yeah. like you can watch with your family that like pretty much like any age can enjoy except for the fact that it is a little bit long um, I think that this movie definitely hits that mark I want to know what the budget was for that one I oh looked God. I was trying to look it up I can't find it cuz this Yeah, probably billions of dollars. That's why. Usually it like, like we're not telling anyone. Yeah, usually it pops up pretty easily and I cannot find the budget. So. I also loved that the little, uh, little, uh, what is it, like wooden toy, whatever, was Ricky Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Love to see well, that. Here's the weird, here's the thing I thought was weird. This does not spoil anything. The toys that they're making are like basically like animatronics, and then like the Ricky Martin toy is like sentient. But if you took his character out of the movie, it, it could still be the exact same movie. Agreed, yeah, I didn't really think that he really added anything to the plot, Yeah, you know? He was just I there. Yeah, I didn't like, understand. Like, the guy that stole all the stuff, stole all the inventions, like, literally, it didn't need... Well, I guess it's because Ricky Martin's character was the evil, like, do it, steal the stuff. That's true, yeah. but I think if they had just showed that, like... I think if they had just given that character motivation, aside yeah. from the toy just telling him to, yeah. then, like, there was really no reason for the toy at all. I think Ricky Martin was supposed to be just, like, the little devil on your shoulder kind of thing. Yeah. Like, really the incentive. Because they were trying to say that um, what's-his-face was, like, just an overall good guy who'd been led astray. But at the end, he was kind of just really evil anyway. Yeah, so it just didn't... That part didn't make sense to me. No, yeah. Although he did have a funny song, so I'll let it slide. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Yeah. I I can't get over the lyric, the square root of impossible is me. <laughs> That's the little girl's song. Look. The square root of impossible is me. That makes no sense. Look, it doesn't have to make sense. <laughs> it's I for children. I that was a serious lyric that someone wrote. It's for children. <laughs> That's why I was just like, yes, God. it is. I also watched this at like five o'clock in the morning, so <laughs> I think, yeah, a lot watching of watching 
movies at, like late at night when you're tired adds a whole emotional arc to them. I once bawled my eyes out watching Marley and Me alone. Oh, well, that's fair. Three in the morning. <laughs> that's very fair. I would bawl to that right now. <laughs> but I'm not a movie crier, so. I can be. Yeah, None of these made me cry except for that one. I think it's just a beautiful film. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> Loved it. I'm going to give it five out of five candy canes, eh? <laughs> Perfect. This was uh, super, super fun. We should do this more often. This was really great. I hope that you have an amazing Christmas. Oh, yes. I hope you have a wonderful one in California. I know it's probably not going to snow. We got... Oh, just kidding. We had a little snow, but it's gone now. <laughs> um, and for everyone listening, I hope that you all have a wonderful holiday season, whether you're celebrating Hanukkah or, yeah. or Kwanzaa or you made up your own holiday. Do uh, it. <laughs> like, this is very niche, but if anyone remembers the Arthur Christmas special that we talked about last year... If you want your, to make your own Baxter day, like oh. Buster Baxter did, uh, then I hope that's a fun day for you as well. Oh, <laughs> Arthur. Thank you so much for tuning in to Unwatchable. I will see you guys next time for our New Year's Eve extravaganza. Ooh. Thanks, Yay. Shayla. Thank you.